From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So, Jeanette had further communication with this disc golf player that she knows. His name's Dan. Dan. What did, what did, he, what did he message you in the break? So, I asked him what Stone suggested. What do you think of Paul Macbeth? World disc golf champion. Is that accurate? Pretty probably. Dan says, true champion, incredibly nice to people, works very hard to grow to sport and be a good role model. And he could talk on disc golf for days. So yeah. my response was, what about the com- what about the world of disc golf? Gives you hype. The community. Super friendly and accepting of all people in all walks of life. It's also free, which makes the barrier for entry low. It's also free except for your $200 bag that you're carrying Frisbees around in. I would just have a Publix bag. i go grocery shopping, throw the Frisbees in there. And the fact, like how heavy can disc golfs be that, you're at, that you buy a cart? They're, a they're, cart? They're pretty decently heavy. I'm not a putter. It's a pretty heavy club. So wait, your, your guy Dan, your guy Dan waxing poetic about disc golf. You called your boy, see if he wanted to come on and explain disc golf and how much money he spent at one time on Frisbees. What did what did he say? He said there is no way in hell that he's calling the show and embarrassing himself mm. in front of people exposing that he plays disc golf. So two different approaches here. Jeanette's friend Dan, I could talk for days about disc golf. He has to be in a stupid I love work the community. Meeting. He has a real job. Meanwhile, Stone's friend, I am not revealing to the world <laughs> That I've spent $200 on Frisbees. Listen, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to diminish disc golf. I understand people play disc golf. I would enjoy an afternoon probably going in. I don't even know what you call it. Slinging some plastic? Slinging plastic? <laughs> playing golf? No. No. It's not playing golf. No. But I'd probably enjoy it. You have a couple beers, throw it around, throw a Frisbee into those weird chain stands. Like, good. That's good times. What I am unwilling to accept is that people spend 70 to $80 on Frisbees at one time, a $200 bag, and there's carts involved in this. $280 for a cart. And apparently these discs or these Frisbees, and they're named like drivers or wedges or like, that, no, that's nerd stuff right there, okay? But what I'm really unwilling to accept is that Apparently, these discs are worth enough where someone willingly waded into a pond of, of, of gators in Largo and lost his life for it. Okay? That, that's what I'm fighting against here with disc golf. That is where I'm having the biggest problem here. It's Frisbees. I just asked my friend if he's willing, would he... Wade into a gator-infested pond? To find a Frisbee. Uh-huh. Let's see. Okay. We're on hold. We're on, We're on hold. hold. Okay. All right. You want to know what the professional league is called? Because I think it's pretty awesome. It's the PDGA. So it's pretty similar to the PGA, but it's Professional Disc Golf Association. <laughs> pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> I thought exactly. Pretty cool, Stone. You're right. You're right. Ken Levick alive. Stone, you are just on pretty one today. Pretty cool. You are brutal today. Pretty cool. Football. 
<laughs> Did you footfall yourself? Yes. And by the way, we have determined that the ultimate sports bro, Friday Night Lights, Don Lebanowitz, his algorithms on, on social media are regularly feeding him barstool, fan-controlled football, disc golf, tennis, and bang energy. That's, that's where we're at right now. If you scroll his timeline on Twitter, what's popping up are, are tweets about all of those things. That's the quintessential stone the and gambling. I mean, that's that's yeah. a big portion yeah. of it. Sports betting, more specifically. Yeah, because you're not you're not going to have uh, ooh Baccarat. No, like sports no. betting, sports betting, football. <laughs> no, sports betting is definitely on there. It's probably a good forty percent of it. Uh, yeah, uh, Ken Levick alive, uh, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. In a couple of moments, we'll talk with uh, Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. He's our golf insider, the best feature writer in the game, period. Uh, and we're going to discuss Dustin Johnson and what happens now that DJ is going and chasing some Saudi money on the LIV tour. He is headed to play the Saudi-backed golf tour. He follows Greg Norman, and he becomes the most prominent player to turn his back on the PGA Tour and say, I am going to get a paycheck. This was a shock. It was a shock to see his name on there. I did not see this coming. A couple of other locals, by the way. Brooks Kepka's brother, Chase Kepka, is going to play, taking some of that Saudi money. And again, this Saudi-backed tour, this LIV Investments tour, uh, it, is, um, it is guaranteed money. It's guaranteed money. So you finish last, you've, that direct deposit's hitting regardless, right? Like That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. By the way, uh, did we get any uh, feedback back from Dan about whether or not he would wade into gator-infested waters to get discs? I'm going to read you exactly what he said. That's a loaded question. (laughs) Would I go in there for random discs to sell? No. Have I gone into many lakes to retrieve discs of mine? Absolutely. And then I asked him, even if there's signs that say alligators in the water, he goes, I have also done that, but not like far in. You people are freaks, man. For frisbees. For frisbees. To save 20 bucks. Are there any other hazards other than than water? Like, what would be the equivalent of of a bunker? Does someone, like, wave their hands in front of you or something? How does that work? I think there car? are probably actual bunkers. Like, there's sand. Good. You st- what was it? You stand in the bunker and you throw the frisbee. Like, <laughs> yeah, how think, is that a challenge? It's the aesthetic. I do that. I did that Sunday at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe they get caught in the trees above you. So maybe you have to retrieve them or throw them from the tree. Um, let's go to our golf insider, Sean Fairholm at Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com. Uh, Sean, real quick before we talk, Dustin Johnson, I'm sorry to railroad you with this, but we've gotten into a conversation about disc golf, and uh, a, a man, apparently these discs that people play disc golf with are so valuable that a man in Largo waded into an alligator-infested pond and got killed by a gator because he was trying to fish out these discs, and what I've learned is that people will spend $80, $90 on discs they're named like golf clubs. $200 on bags. There's carts involved. I didn't know that it was this uh, this big a financial commitment to play disc golf and some of the passion people have for this. Have you ever played or covered disc golf? I, I have not played, but it's a whole thing. I mean, there's there's a professional league for it. It's, it's kind of been catching on here over the past few years. So uh, not surprised to learn about the price. 
but uh, very surprised to learn someone would actually wade into alligator-infested waters to try to find one of their discs. So uh, very that's a little bit uh, surprising. Yeah, yeah I, I thought so too. But apparently uh, Jeanette has a friend who is who plays disc golf and said, well, that's a loaded question. It depends on the circumstance in which I'd wade into an alligator-infested pond, which was really bizarre. Um, also, too, I know you and I have talked about this on Honda Classic Live Saturday mornings, and golf balls are expensive. I spent my entire formative years working at a country club old people love to fish golf balls out of creeks and ponds uh it's sort of their thing um did you ever have any uh, close call any run-in with a florida-esque creature in your time playing uh at the high school level or collegiate golf at nc state a couple of times where you're kind of you know along the the penalty area and uh you kind of look up and there's a gator maybe 10 20 feet away and you got to hit quickly that happened a couple of times but I mean, I definitely in high school, I, I remember, you know, fishing for golf balls and having several hundred golf balls stockpiled in, in my parents' garage. So I uh, definitely went through that phase where I was just finding all sorts of golf balls and definitely on the lookout for uh, for any creatures. Try to try to do that mostly up north when I could during the summer, <laughs> going into Ohio during the summer and, uh, you know, a little bit less dangerous up there. I tell you what, the most I ever got yelled at in my country club job and I accidentally scratched up a, a Titleist, uh, uh, like three, three iron and uh, a putter, uh, a Cameron putter, the most I ever got yelled at is when I accidentally put a little bit of a dent dropping it into a ball picker uh, at, at the country club. People are passionate, passionate about retrieving those golf balls out of the water. All right, Sean. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. Where did Dustin Johnson going to play on the LIV Tour come from? And, and what is this ultimately going to mean? Were you surprised by this? And just for the, the casual sports observer, what is this going to mean now for Dustin Johnson? I mean, to the question of whether I'm surprised, yes and no. I mean, he just pledged his allegiance to the PGA Tour like three months ago. So uh, he had a statement that said he was fully com- fully committed to the PGA Tour and then kind of turns around and uh, apparently he is not fully committed to the PGA Tour going to LIV Golf. Um, it, it, to me, it's, it's pretty surprising from that uh, aspect. But also, I don't think Dustin Johnson really cares that much uh, about kind of his legacy and the history of the PGA Tour. Um I, I think that he really just values the the money more than anything else. I think he's going to be able to you know double his career on course earnings without even playing an event. It sounds like uh, I think this is really kind of almost generational wealth that he's trying to lock up for for him and his family. Um, why he necessarily needs that, I'm not really sure. But um, I, I think you know when you look at the the full picture of this, Ken, I think where we're kind of headed is uh, obviously a legal battle. I think that's number one but two I, I think this could be pretty dangerous for the pga tour because if this you know kind of goes through where dustin johnson and these other players are allowed to play and they are allowed to return to the pga tour and there's no ban uh this is not this is allowing you know any kind of organization to have pop-up one-off events and really in my mind it makes the majors even more valuable than they are right now and it, it kind of devalues everything else unfortunately and i think uh, it's a very interesting time for for golf right now. I mean, imagine if uh, Patrick Mahomes went to the USFL or something. I right. mean, this is this is pretty close to that. I mean, maybe not exactly on that level, but it's it, it's not far off from that. Well, there's there's the other part of this it, to to finish that hypothetical. 
if the USFL was uh, run by uh, a government that allegedly committed murder on journalists and of citizens. So there's a morally reprehensible in many eyes um, uh, view to take on this as well. And that's where all the problems began was not only is there a potential competitor to the PGA Tour, but oh yeah, this is Saudi Arabia and and in, in, in money people there that are, are the financial backing for this tour. Players who end up regularly appearing in the LIV, in this Saudi tour, what is this going to do to reputations and potential relationships, do you think, in golf? I mean, in some respects, it's very simple. and In other respects, it's very complicated. For instance, I mean, there are a lot of South Africans on that field list. I think about 20% of the field is South Africans. And, you know, their, their relationship to the Saudi Arabia government is probably a little bit different than some other parts sure, of the world. But sure. for, for me, I just, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, the PGA Tour has a relationship with China and they have a horrible human rights record. I think the difference is that these players are, are being asked not only to go over and, and play and to represent this government, but they're being asked to say probably, you know, good things about the, about the government. And we've seen this several times over the past few years where uh, players are being asked to kind of, uh, you know, paint the Saudi Arabia government and LIV kind of in a positive light. Um, it just does not really make a whole lot of sense to me uh, for for a player to go to go and do that. Um, to me, it's it's really it's 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 legacy tarnishing for a lot of these players. Uh, you know, almost all of them are pretty late in their careers. But a player like Taylor Gooch, who's a 30 year old, who's kind of a young up and coming player in the PGA Tour, for him to go, that's a real head scratcher. Uh, but it's 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 not good for a lot of these guys. Um, I think, you know, the way that we look at Dustin Johnson, the way that we look at Ian Poulter or Sergio Garcia, these guys may not be, you know, Ryder Cup captains in the future. They may, may be choosing kind of this blood money over over the Ryder Cup. Yeah. You know, that that to me is just kind of, you know, what are you doing at that point? I, I just don't really agree with it. Uh, there are, obviously, Dustin Johnson's the huge surprise. You mentioned Sergio Garcia, um, but there's also uh, someone in Louis Oosthuizen who is the one who's been knocking on the door of majors over the last five years here that's going on this tour. And so, ultimately, your gut feel, because I, I just can't imagine these guys are going to play with this LIV tour after all of the warnings from the PGA Tour that have come down. Uh, th- I can't imagine they're they're going not thinking that they have a, a good legal standing here and that they're going to be able to go to court with any sort of punishment and win against PGA Tour lawyers. Your gut feel for how this progresses and what might be coming down the pipe for these guys. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not a lawyer, but from everything I've heard, I really feel like the players are going to win this. Um, I don't think the PGA Tour, some of the the ambiguity in their statements that they were sending out, you know, a couple of months ago, it does not seem like they really have solid footing on this with the bylaws that, that currently exist on the PGA tour. Uh, I just feel like the players right now um, are kind of testing the PGA tour and uh, kind of going out on a limb, a few of them. And I think they're probably going to win this. And uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the majors do with this and how the world ranking points kind of factor into all this i mean there's, there's nowhere in the masters rules and regulations that stipulate that a defending champion has to be invited back to play mm-hmm. i mean it's an invitational tournament they could do whatever they want 
if they don't want Dustin Johnson there, they don't have to invite him to that tournament. But the other majors have rules of, you know, top 50 in the world, for example, are invited to play. Uh, it'll just be very interesting to see how it all shakes out with uh, what, what kind of role the world ranking uh, has in all of this and just kind of what's, what's going to transpire with that. I, I don't really know for sure, but I, I do feel that the, the players, you know, a player of Dustin Johnson's caliber probably wouldn't be doing this unless he really knew that, uh, that you know, he's lawyered up and he, he's going to probably win that case along with some of the other guys that have done this. Sean, awesome stuff. Really, really appreciate it. And I am fascinated. This is high drama for a sport that just wants to avoid it at all costs. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you Saturday on Honda Classic Live, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com, our golf insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Brightline, that big, fast, Yellow Train, it is the best way to get through South Florida, to get to where you want to go for the biggest events in South Florida. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami. The most stress-free way to get around. If you're a Miami Marlins fan, an Inter-Miami FC fan, remember Brightline, the smarter way to skip traffic and stay until the final pitch or the final seconds on the pitch. Brightline's home runner trains let you skip traffic, shuttle you from Miami Central to the ballpark before and after Marlins games and take advantage of the goal better trains to get to and from Inter-Miami matches from the downtown Fort Lauderdale station. Get more information at GoBrightLine.com. Download the Brightline app. It is the only, the only sane way to get through South Florida. On Twitter, Ron, he tweets, Hey, Bleephole, stop talking crap about disc golf until you play it. Respect, Ron. Are you going to play it? So now this is this is where we're at, though, and I knew this was going to happen because I have questions and I wonder the motivations of people who spend so much money on Frisbees. I, I, again, I, I'm not trying to undercut the sport, but I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I spent $4 on a Frisbee and I had a hell of a time at the beach with my daughters on Sunday. It was a good time. I can't, in my mind, like getting gas... For my automobile, supersedes buying Frisbees. If I have seventy dollars, it's going into the gas tank. Okay, if I can't take the bright line, it's not going into Frisbees or a high tech bag or a cart to go play disc golf. That's just me. I don't under I don't understand it. No need to name call. I don't understand it. So how you save money is it's because it's a one time purchase. Like when you go golfing, you're spending thirty a clip. Like each and every time you go, you spend the two hundred bucks, and that's it. Apparently, then to going golfing is, and then it's free from every time that. Apparently not. If these frisbees are ending up in lakes and everything, and people are fishing them. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing is that like, you you can get a multitude of golf balls. I understand it, but you're you're fishing these discs out at the detriment of your life, with your your life on the line, especially down here in Florida. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't. I'll play disc golf, but I also am not spending. I'm using someone else's discs. Playing disc golf with you sounds like the worst thing ever. You'd be complaining. You'd oh, be, be screaming at the, the club you threw into the <laughs> dirt. Yeah, how, you'd be so yeah. That's the so thing. angry. If you screw up a a drive <laughs> with disc golf, please stop. It's not like you have a club you can smash over your knee. That's part of the fun of golf or winging a, a club into the water. That's the good stuff right there. That's true. So what do you do? Do you take it out on the cart? 
Then you go kick a tree? I don't get it. I don't understand what you do to take out your anger. I'm going to take it a step like back, <laughs> but the but the fact to kick a tree, you're going to lose that I fight. Know. But the fact that you're literally action. just taking something and throwing it and expecting the other person to catch it, the the sport overall just seems pretty mundane and I'll say it dumb. Like I don't understand why well, Disc golf, you're throwing it uh, at, at chains, right? Like, yeah. That's the hole. It's like a stand with chains. It sounds on. boring to me. I like I like ultimate frisbee. What is if that? I'm gonna play a frisbee. Really? Game, ultimate frisbee. What's uh, the difference? Let's add it to the algorithm. Ultimate. Oh, I know. I frisbee. definitely ha- I follow them on Instagram, and some yeah. of the highlights are sick. <laughs> but what do you do? It's ultimate frisbee just... is football. Yeah, st- it's fr- it's football with a frisbee. What? And you can make spectacular catches. Do you tackle people for it too? No, no. You, you, oh, you catch it and you stand it still, and then everybody like keeps running. They're running like routes. You got to pick them out. It's you know, it's a thing. Yeah, it's, if you have the frisbee in your hand, you can't move. But then at that point, you're the quarterback, and everyone's running, yeah. and you're on offense and defense. You're throwing six and, and, post routes and right. everything. Yeah, and there's like an end zone, and oh, so yeah. like, but but there's like a defense too. So it's it's. But once you catch a frisbee, it can't hit the ground or it's a turnover, and it goes over to the mm-hmm. other team. It's people, very basic and simple. Do people stand by and watch this? Oh yeah, ultimate frisbee rules, man. Yeah, there's also a professional league for that as well. Yeah. yeah. I would not be interested. Hey, but you only use one frisbee. You don't need a a, a seventy dollar. Disc, a do you driver. use a cart? No. no. Do you use like pads and everything, no. like a helmet? No. no. You, you have cleats. Yeah. You have cleats? No. Yes. Are there specific cleats there for this? Are, there are fr- uh, ultimate frisbee cleat chasers, I would assume. Oh. They, they're chicks in the stands, like, man, this guy's on a roll. Yeah. Six game win streak. Is, He's thrown any, 12 touchdowns. Has anybody like had a formal relationship? Like, yeah, I saw this babe playing some ultimate frisbee. And, uh, I'm sure they're ooh, out the there. The way he caught that frisbee. Oh, I've seen dudes try to ball out. To, to to get some eyeballs on him. Oh, up, yeah. Ultimate Frisbee. So, baby, you see me make that <laughs> make that grab, went up high for that plastic <laughs> disc, <laughs> pulled down that plastic, huh? What's up, baby? <laughs> What's up, girl? What's up, if girl? If a guy ever, I would just probably laugh in his face. Absolutely. <laughs> That's not a real thing. That, just put that on can't a, be a real thing. Unless he put on an unreal performance. Yeah. And, like, he woed you. Yeah. It's like, baby, you see the How rotation? How are you going to woe me playing ultimate frisbee? He's just untouchable. Oh. He's just breaking people's He's ankles. He's catching it between his legs. Yeah. I don't think I would yeah. ever watch... In the first place, got long a ma- hair. Like, how is it? Yeah. Is it a match? Is it a game? It's a game. It's, it's a, game. a game. It's a game of ultimate quarters. frisbee. Yeah. Quarters. Yeah. There's quarters. Oh yeah, you bet. You bet. Timed. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, how the hell? There's some like game winning throws and catches. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a point system like horse, where it's like first one to twenty one. Mm-hmm. Or or time. Or but, yeah, time. Touchdowns are worth a certain amount of points. And how do you get points? You get like, in the end zone. You catch it in the touchdown. It and it's seven. Is there like a point system like yeah. seven, yep. six? Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you need to kick one, kick one for the extra point? No, no, you're not kicking can't, it. Can't kick it. You can't kick it? I don't know how you would kick it. I don't know. This game is absolutely wild to me, and I, I've never understood it. Baby, let me rotate that disc at you. <laughs> you saw the way I flung it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's right. nice. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> by the way, you can add another one, though, to the uh, what 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 is the internet feeding stone in his algorithms. Uh, barstool, fan-controlled football, disc golf, tennis, uh, bang energy drinks, sports betting, and ultimate frisbee. So the list is getting longer and longer every segment that we have here on the show. We're getting a deep dive into what makes Friday Night Lights tick on a daily basis. When we return, when we return, Stone did something I have never done before in my life uh, because I, I could not bring myself to do what Stone did over the weekend. But I have a feeling that Jeanette's going to be on the same page as Stone Labanowitz. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. <laughs>
Hanajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes, it is hot, it is muggy, it is gross. Jeanette, you're up in New Hampshire last week. Yes. How's the weather up there? It was nice. It wasn't yeah. humid. It was yeah. nice and cool. See, that's the thing. And I'd be willing to bet there's been some New Hampshireites. I guess so. We'll go with that. That have moved down here to South Florida in the last couple of months like everybody. And they're like, wait a minute. It's hot. And it just turned June. Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. It's humid. Well, you mean when we wake up in the morning and it's dark out, it still feels like this? Well, not only that, kiddos, but this doesn't go away until late November. Uh-oh. So if you have any questions about your air conditioning, if it's a little sketchy, if your house is feeling a little warm and you haven't changed the temperature on your AC, then you might have a problem. And once you have a problem, it needs to be addressed because if you don't, it's gone. And suddenly, you're in the South Florida heat and... You're living the South Florida heat in your home. You ain't sleeping. It's dangerous for the family. Everybody's mad at you because you didn't call EDS air conditioning. And then you're going and staying at a hotel and sh- and shelling money over when you could have just gotten the AC worked on or replaced. Okay? So what I'm trying to tell you here is that that hypothetical, not good. What's good is EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS air conditioning, this is a busy time of year because there are folks who have not paid attention to that AC, and when you need it, all of a sudden, it's not there. It's bad planning on your part. You've got to salvage some respect back with your family and your friends. That's where EDS air conditioning comes in. EDS is, yes, train comfort specialist. Hard to stop a train. Been doing it since 2006. Make an appointment schedules around you. And your time. They respect you. That's rare in that business. Trust me when I tell you that I've had some bad experiences. Now with EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Set up your appointment. EDSairconditioning.com. That's EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, have you seen, uh, Jeanette, have you seen Top Gun? Not yet. yet. Top Gun Maverick yet? Not yet. Um, so I walked into the, the office uh, yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen Stone since, uh, since Friday. And I'm like, hey, bro, how was, um, how was your weekend? What'd you do this weekend? He's like, ah, oh, not much. Weather, kind of rainy. But he's like, uh, hit up that Top Gun twice yesterday. I'm like, what? I hit up that Top Gun twice yesterday. I thought he meant that maybe he watched the original Top Gun like in the morning to prep himself to go see Top Gun Maverick later in the evening. I've done that. Catch up on a first movie before a sequel. Mm-hmm. Get yourself caught up, storylines, familiarity with the characters, all that. No, 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 no. This dude went to see Top Gun Maverick twice in the theater. Same theater, right, Stone? Yeah, same exact theater. <laughs> nice. Same exact theater on Monday. He watched the same movie twice in the same day. What times? One at 3.30 p.m. and the other at 10.30 p.m. So you left the theater and then you came back? Yep. Okay. Okay. How does, what are the logistics of that? Like, who were you with? Did you pop in at home? Did you have a snack? Did you go out to eat in between? Like, you had a first half, a halftime, and a second half of movie going on on Monday. Absolutely. So the first one, my dad was a big, big Top Gun fan in the 80s, and he has been since. He's been waiting for this. He was super excited when, you know, it got announced that this one was coming out. 
So he was the one who bought the tickets, and we went. And it was such a good movie that I rallied my troops, my friends, and uh, my girlfriend and everything, and was like, hey, we got to see Rallied this. my troops. Quite an analogy to make uh, for Memorial Day. Well done, Stone. We, so you we got to go see it again. You got your people together, and you got, you got all your crew together. Yep. And went to see it again. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the attention span, I don't think, to sit through the same movie twice in one day. I can confidently say, I'm 37 years old, I can confidently say that I've watched multiple movies in one day. I was in college like everybody else, or like a lot of people, okay? That was a bad generalization on my part. Not as bad as Stone saying rallying the troops on Memorial Day. Um, <laughs> but, but I have never watched the same movie twice in one day. I unequivocally do not have the attention span for that. I just don't. I don't have the attention span to watch the same movie twice in a week. Maybe not even twice in a month, let alone twice in one day like Stone did. Is this normal behavior? Does anybody else, has anybody else watched the same movie twice in a day? Or is this isolated solely to Friday Night Lights, because I have never done this. I don't even think I've heard of this. I have Jeanette stayed in a theater and snuck into a second movie, but it's yes. been a completely separate movie no. from the first movie that no, I watched. No, it was the same one, Ken. But this was the same movie. Stone just went, you went home and had a snack? Yeah, I had dinner. I had to, you know, re-energize. I had to get ready to get in the cockpit again <laughs> later that night. What a dork. Is this normal behavior? Have you, have you ever watched the same movie twice in a day? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. How are we ruling on this, Jeanette? Completely normal, and you got your story, your facts about my story wrong. Oh. I saw Deadpool back-to-back in the same theater without leaving. Wait, you went back-to-back? That's what I was so saying. So you didn't even take a halftime? No, that was my one critique's issue. That was my one issue with Stone's story, is that he left the theater, so he had to pay twice. I paid once, and I saw the movie twice. The same movie twice. Respect. What is with you? So... How how is that fun? And Deadpool's not a short movie. It's a gr- first of all, it's, it's a great, great movie. It's a fantastic movie. But you're going you you can sit in a movie theater. That's what five straight hours because you're going through previews, you're yeah. doing all that stuff. You just sat you sat in that movie theater chair for five hours and watched the same thing twice. There's research that goes into this, Ken, because my friends and I we knew Deadpool was going to be great. And we were going to like go out and go drinking after the movie anyways. And we were like, after we came out, we were like, that movie was so fantastic. We looked it up on our phone to see if there's another screening like 30 minutes or an hour after that. And we found it. And we had one friend. One friend went to go get popcorn to re-energize ourselves to watch Deadpool again. Oh, yeah. And then the other friend walked around a the theater to see what time the movie would show. And then we all convened one by one to go into the second viewing of Deadpool. I, and I've also seen the same movie twice because it was Avengers, the last one, Endgame. Because in the morning, I saw I was one of those people like obsessed with the I Avengers trilogy. And I was like, nine o'clock showing, let's go. Bought the ticket early. And then I completely forgot. I, had, I promised my other set of friends that I was going to watch the movie with them too. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm going to lie. <laughs> And say I've never seen the movie, so I have to watch Avengers again. Wait, did you feign surprise at the <laughs> end of Endgame, uh, even though you'd already seen it? Like, my God, 
I didn't know that that's, that superhero was going to show. So I did that, but because when you watch the Marvel movies the second time, you pick up on clues or eggs that you Easter didn't eggs. Yes, Easter yes, eggs yes. that you didn't see the first time so it was still kind of natural but yeah there was an element of oh my gosh that line was so great I didn't see it coming <laughs> that's so annoying that is so, so so you you have multiple times seen the same movie twice in a day for sure stone was this the first go around for you with the with the same movie twice in a day it actually was I've done plenty of movie hopping you know, getting a different movie and yeah. just staying in there for like six hours. You're I've a, done sure. that. You're a hoodlum. But definitely done that. This is the first time, same movie. I just had to go see it again. I've never done that. I I, I don't have the attention span to do that. Uh, is, is this normal behavior? Have you seen the movie, the same movie, twice in a day in the theater? That's the important thing. I get home is one thing. In the theater is a totally different thing. Have you seen the same movie twice in a day in a theater? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And what movie is so good that you willingly would watch it twice in the same day? Now, that's a legit question. So you did it for Deadpool and Avengers Endgame. Yes. Stone did it for Top Gun Maverick. Yep. So for me, the movie that I would, and it holds up, and I love it, I love this movie. Uh-oh. The first Ghostbusters. Ugh. I mean, bleh. That's a classic. <laughs> How do you not love the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? How do you not <laughs> love the quips of Peter Venkman? So, fun fact. Uh-huh. Never seen Ghostbusters. Oh, that's tough, because usually I'm you in this, in this situation, but it's really bad. I've never seen Ghostbusters. You've never seen Ghostbusters? No. You don't know of Egon and Peter... And Ray. No, I know. And Winston. There's that ghost that looks like a cracked out Pillsbury Pillsbury Doughboy. Well, that's Slimer. Oh. That's Slimer. He's green and he eats food. He eats human food. That's Slimer. Okay? And in the cartoon. I didn't mean to piss you off. Slimer Slimer was, uh, he was a, a friend and an assistant to the Ghostbusters. He was a good ghost. In the movie, he was in a banquet hall in a hotel and was eating all the food. He was the first ghost that they trapped in that movie. Okay? So get it right. He's not a cracked out uh, Pillsbury Doughboy. That's what he looks like. He is green and he is Slimer. Okay? Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is the greatest villain in movie history. Okay? Janet, their secretary. We have a call. That's my impression of her. Um, uh, that That is a classic movie. I will see it back to back. I'd even watch it three times in a day. Ghostbusters, the first Ghostbusters, is a classic a classic. I know there's a huge following. It's a, it's a cult. It's a cult classic. Oh no no no! It's mainstream. It's a mainstream classic. Oh okay. Make okay. no mistake. Make no mistake. Um, but what is the movie that you would because it's so good? The the movie you most willingly would watch twice in a single day. Mine is Ghostbusters. Jeanette Deadpool, Avengers Endgame, Stone Top Gun Maverick. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight eight eight. Seven six zero three seven seven six. What other movie are you watching twice in a day? I mean, I just kind of need a second to talk about Top Gun. I mean, it was so closely related to sport. It was like somebody coming out of retirement, like a Tom Brady, like a Brett Favre, like a Michael Jordan, all these guys coming up in the biggest moments. It was one of the best movies I've <laughs> ever clutch seen. Clutch acting performances. Captain Pete Mitchell, Maverick, was uh-huh. so clutch. Came up, came through in the big moments, and it was so mentally tough that I was just dialed in from start to finish. I haven't seen the original 
you, Top Gun. You don't necessarily have to. Okay. You'll 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 catch everything and follow along, but it crept into my top five instantly. Like it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Wow. Right. So I think that we're gonna forego sports movies for a couple of weeks <laughs> with Jeanette because I'm just being made aware of this information that Jeanette has not seen the original Top Gun. Nope. Nor has she seen the original Ghostbusters. And so what we're going to do is we're going to alter a little bit the theme of the sport uh, of the the movie reviews. We're going to walk away from the 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 sports movies for a couple of weeks and we're going to get her at least caught up with some of the all-time classics. And of course, I'm talking Ghostbusters and Top Gun. Okay? Because we need to, we need like to cross those. We need to cross those off the list. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit disappointed. I mean, in Top Gun, a little bit disappointed. In Top Gun, there's a football scene in 60 year old uh, Tom Cruise with the shirt off. You got Miles Teller doing uh, a, a it's jig. all over TikTok. Oh, I know. It I'm is. excited for that scene. They both look okay. damn good, and I've, there's a big good football scene. In but it. in the original Top Gun, there's the volleyball scene. Yep. Okay, and Val Kilmer is involved in that. Young, healthy Val Kilmer. I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's Iceman. So Iceman comes through in the clutch and helps um, Maverick in this movie mm-hmm. big time. He's a yeah. b- main character, and he he does have uh, his health issues. Right I have a lot to learn. Yeah, you absolutely have uh, a lot to learn. All right, so good. Well, at least we've gotten to the bottom of that. At least we discovered that before it was too late. We're going to write that wrong or those wrongs uh, with Jeanette. Uh, what's the movie that is so good you'll willingly watch it twice in the same day, like Jeanette did with Avengers Endgame and Deadpool, and like Stone did Monday in the theater, in the theater with Top Gun Maverick? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. I love popping in there. I'll do that twice in a day. I'll go and get service uh, at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach on my Kia K5 GT, and I'll just go back to check out the selection. I love Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. You'll love it as well. Credit Clinic on site. Credit Clinic on site. If your credit's not good, that doesn't mean that you can't get a car. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to drive off the lot with a Kia, a dependable Kia, a fuel-efficient Kia that you love. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's the only place I'll go, only place you'll go once you drive off the lot with your Kia. She's Jeanette Javier. She hasn't seen Top Gun or Ghostbusters. I'm Ken Lavica. I don't have the attention span to watch the same movie twice in a day. And I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. We forgot Jeanette's back on tomorrow with us, too. You know what that means? Top Gun Movie Review! Woo! <laughs> That was listless. <laughs> Whoa. Not Top Gun Maverick, but the original Top Gun, because it's just been revealed to us. Jeanette's never seen Top Gun, never seen Ghostbusters. That is changing, and she's reviewing both of them in the coming weeks. But tomorrow, it'll be Top Gun. We've already demanded, forced her into taking two and a half hours out of her night tonight to watch a movie. Okay? That's what we do. Damn it. I mean, there's plenty of good-looking studs on there. Like, you'll love that part of it. Fantastic. Good-looking studs. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Hello. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Okay. Got a couple of minutes here. The the movie that, that you would in the theater see twice in a single day. I've never done it in my life. I'm 37. 37. I've never, ever done that uh-huh. in my life. Jeanette, 
She does it regularly, apparently. Avengers Endgame, Deadpool. Like, she did Deadpool back-to-back. B2B. Save that money. Yeah. Uh, Stone went at, at 3.30 and 10.30 on Monday to go see Top Gun Maverick. Saw it with his dad. Loved it. Recruited his boys. They went out and saw it again. Ate dinner in between. Me, I couldn't do that. I could not do that. What's a movie so good? Is that normal behavior? And what's a movie so good you'd watch it twice in one day? 888-760-3776. Let's quickly get to the phones and let's bring in Mike in Florida. Mike's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me, guys. Saving Private Ryan. That's it right there. Number one movie. Saving Private Ryan. Now, now, Saving Private Ryan, that's like a full like seven hours that you're sitting there and committing to it. That exactly. is dedication to that film. If you're going to go in, you better love it. So Saving Private just, Ryan, great film. I just don't know if I have seven or eight hours to dedicate to it. Never seen it either. Oh, my sweet Jesus God. That one's really bad. We're going to go, haven't seen it. We're gonna have to go away from the, the sports movie motif and I think just movies. Like, Jenna's just going to have to review movies. I've never seen Shawshank Redemption either. Stone, but, what's happening? We have we have unveiled a deep, dark secret of Jeanette's that we never knew existed. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely boy movies, but at the same time, you, those are movies you still have I heard they're classics. To see. They I've are seen classic. The Departed, so that's pretty cool. Boy movies? Like like your dad brings you to Saving Private Ryan. Like, you gotta see this. Oh, like, I never like, really had a dad. Like, like that, that, <laughs> that, that was also really sad. My God. <laughs> We'll have to have this discussion about what constitutes a boy movie tomorrow because that was very sexist. I I like romantic films. Doesn't mean it's a girl movie, Stone. For not Javier, she'll be back tomorrow. Top Gun on deck. Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.